The minute that you get labeled a conspiracy theorist, pretty much everything that you have to say ceases to be taken seriously. The red pill is just about kind of shaking up your perception of the way that things really And on the understanding that what you've been told your entire life is a consciously constructed lie. You take the blue pill, the story ends, you wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. The idea of Project Bluebeam is that NASA, with the help of the United Nations, was attempting to implement a new age religion with the Antichrist at its head and start a new world order via technology simulating the second coming of Christ. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. Hawkeye Media presents... Conspiracy Pill with PJ and Abby. And that's the thing about conspiracy theories is like, it's sometimes they're not going to be true. And it's okay. There's literally nothing wrong with asking the questions and pulling on the threads and doing the research. It is what it is. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Conspiracy Pilled. We are here. I'm Abby Livy. I'm with my co-host, PJ Williams, and we are here with Dan Dillon of a little-known publication called The Babylon Bee. How's it going, Dan? Going good. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for being here. <laughs> uh, Dan is the, what, co-owner and CTO of The Bee and Not The Bee? Yeah, I actually don't know what my title is for Not The Bee. I'm co-owner, co-founder, guy that runs the site i guess um but not all the content um so everything else i mean i do create content too there at not the b but adam ford's the editor-in-chief um at babylon b i am yeah co-owner and cto um but again i think we just i think when we were like in, like putting our articles of incorporation together and stuff we just kind of had to come up with c-level yeah names. i was like i'll do the tech stuff so it's like okay, CTO. <laughs> I like I like guy who runs a website, but not all the content. It's, <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds it's more. Yeah. It's it's better than CTO for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you should just go with that one. Put it on the business cards. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Dan's Dan's username on the back end is Elon Musk, which I think is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I did I did change to that in honor of uh, the Twitter takeover. Yeah, which that was huge you you got to break that didn't you weren't you the first one from your team tweeting about your last headquarters what, what do you mean i think you were the when you visited headquarters i yeah. think you were the first person i saw from anyone at the b tweeting it i might have been i also was the person who had the least amount of stuff to do <laughs> <laughs> so i i was uh i was free to tweet um it was also kind of interesting being at Twitter on their Wi-Fi tweeting. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, especially considering the circumstances under which we were there, which are Absolutely. very different. <clears throat> wouldn't wouldn't it have been great if you were able to tweet something on the Twitter Wi-Fi that also got your account banned again? <laughs> <laughs> like that would have been pretty hilarious, I think. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly what the Babylon Bee would have to do right now, but uh, you know, uh, that would be that would be pretty ironic. You, you finally get <laughs> invited to Twitter headquarters and then you get yourself banned and kicked off security, actually physically banned from Twitter. <laughs> well, that'd, that'd be kind of cool. From, from what I understand, you shouldn't call, you shouldn't call me a, a cis, what is it? Cisgender? 
That's the, the news slur. Mm-hmm. So only I we can I honestly, only we can say that. I was surprised. <laughs> I was surprised when he said that. Was that is that in the terms anywhere? Or did he just make that up? In that I, I don't. I saw it today, but I didn't like look into if it was. I, I was trending on Twitter today. Was like, what was it? Hashtag cisgender is not a slur or something like that. <laughs> See, I I responded to that. I I mean, that my feeling on that was just like. It's fine. Some people might get offended by being called cis. I don't care. It's like it, we should definitely, and I, I think I said pretty much the same thing. It's like we should be fighting to censor less and be less fragile, right? That's yes. what we should be doing. Um, I don't think that the idea is, oh, now I'm cis and I should be protected and we should now censor to the other people. I mean, you just end up in the censorship cycle where eventually mm-hmm. nobody can say anything. Um, the people the people who are supposedly conservative and supposedly have a backbone and supposedly aren't snowflakes need to not act like snowflakes. In my personal opinion, if people want to call me sis, okay, sure. Fine. Whatever. Call me whatever you want. That's my opinion. And and it surprises me that that's not Elon's opinion more too. He seems to kind of pick and choose his censorship battles, which is very interesting. He's not consistent. No, at all. all. Mm hmm. Well, what maybe he, it was with maybe it was with the hard S, the cis with the hard S. <laughs> the hard S. I maybe that was the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I mean, because again, like only we can say that. Only we I can think. say yeah. that. <laughs> so, <clears throat> well, Dan, we're excited to have you here. We're going to get into some conspiracy stuff in a little bit. I first, I just got to give a shout out to all of the local subscribers who came over and subscribed and, and support the show. So we have four new ones this week. We have. Ryan Sem, which is uh, our first yearly supporter. That's the first Ooh. time we've seen that. So thank you for that. Uh, we have Jacob Brown. We And I'm sorry if I mess up your guys' names. Einelem, E-I-N-E-L-E-M, another yearly supporter. And Jade Knight, three yearly supporters this week. That's so amazing. that was really awesome. So thank you guys for coming over and supporting, getting our bonus unhinged content, which we're streaming tomorrow night. Uh, and then we're still working with locals to be able to stream it there, but it will be on locals uh, Fridays. So and then on Rockfin, where we are able to stream uh, the unhinged content behind the paywall, we have Heather Voss and Kelsey Klassen, I think. Again, if I messed you guys' names up, I'm sorry. Uh, so thank you guys so much for the support. Really appreciate it. Anyway. Yes. Yes. You guys are the best. I don't know Absolutely. why anyone would pay to see our content. <laughs> it's not my fault if you have bad taste and poor money management skills. If you have poor money management skills, just send it to us. You <laughs> yes. know, if you're that's, that's to- all we're trying to say. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. A couple what a couple months ago now, right? Was when you did these polls on Twitter, Dan? Yeah, I think probably two two or three months ago, yeah. Yeah. Dan did these polls matching up like what controversial take are you more likely to believe? So we're gonna we're gonna pull up your old tweets, Dan, and make you answer for them. <laughs> yeah, you made us you made us answer. Now we want to get your answers. Yes. So this first one says, which one of these controversial topics do you honestly consider more likely to be true? Doing a little research as a bracket. This is one of eight. And the two options here are Epstein didn't kill himself or uh, sorry, Epstein killed himself or seven day biblical creation. <laughs> so you want, which, you want you want me to talk about it? Yeah, which one is uh more likely to be true? I actually was kind of um, surprised by this. I didn't, you know, obviously I have a conservative Christian following. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's the base following that I have on Twitter. Um, but I didn't think that it skewed this heavily that way. I thought that more people would say that Epstein killed himself is like a definite, right? Like I think, mm. you know, like this right, is right, definitely. Right. 
and and even amongst Christians, it's like for people to be seven day biblical creation believers isn't isn't every Christian. Right. It's not every Protestant. It's not every Catholic. Um, so the fact that it skewed seventy eight percent this way actually kind of surprised me. I started off like, oh wow, I, I think my demographics a little, a little bit different than, <laughs> than I realized. Or just those are the people that interact with me, or interacted with me back then. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I really was not active on Twitter before about four months ago, probably five months. I've had an account since 2009. Mm. I think I tweeted once, then I took 13 years off or something, something like that. <laughs> it's hard work. It's hard work. You got to take it, the time for yourself. The What do they call it? The it, mental health breaks? Yeah, I took a yeah. sabbatical. Um, there we go. <laughs> And uh, then I came back, and then it, it's kind of hard. Twitter's tough. You don't have you. Don't, it's hard to get a lot of traction. That um, mm-hmm. you have to be at the beginning, I guess, a reply guy, really, yeah. in order to get people to interact with you. Um, and so, you know, I don't know really. I, I started getting more active on Twitter, and I didn't. I, and I wasn't really getting active on Twitter based upon my persona as a CTO of the Babylon Bee, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was surprised that it skewed this heavily towards seven-day biblical creation. But to answer your, your, your question, I mean, as a Bible-believing Christian, I, I would go with the same seven-day biblical creation. However, it's re- these are tough because it's like I think there's a 100% chance. That, <laughs> well, no, that, wait, I'm reading it wrong. Epstein, Epstein didn't kill himself. That's what I was – I guess that was it. Wait. Yeah, so that, that's what's interesting to me, too, is like I know there's people who don't believe that the Bible means it literally. That's not literally seven days. But – Everybody has to like, are you, this is the thing you have to become conspiracy pill to understand Epstein did not kill himself. Right. I don't know how 22% of people believe that that was more likely than the Bible yeah. being literal. Yeah, There's a 0% chance that Epstein killed himself. I said it opposite <clears throat> before. So it's <clears throat> right. like, you know, any, anybody, you know, like at least some people can be like, oh, you know, maybe this didn't, did happen or didn't happen with the, with the biblical creation, but at least there's a chance, right? Right. Yeah, for sure. And I think I've read, I, I, it's been a while since I looked at these. So I think as I was discussing that a second ago, I was thinking I was thinking about it in the opposite way as if that said Epstein didn't kill himself. I wonder if that is like where a lot of these clicks came from, because I read it the first time Epstein didn't kill himself. And then I had it's to, hard because it, yeah, oh sorry, because that's it's, the phrase, right? Like yeah, you're used to hearing yeah. Epstein didn't kill himself. So when you read Epstein killed himself, you might be putting it, you know, yeah. in your head, like, oh, that's the phrase Epstein didn't kill himself. And then just clicking right. on that. And so 22% of people got confused like I just did. Like, <laughs> by my own tweet for five, for five minutes. <laughs> uh, just this edit is, that out. Edit that out I don't, so I don't look like an idiot right off the bat. Yeah, this is live. So, hey, no. you know. <laughs> I know. Just everybody. For, for the brains, audio listeners? Yeah, for the audio listeners. Brains, just, yeah. edit that out. <laughs> that's why we keep PJ here so that the guest always looks smarter than... Somebody else. We have to have, yeah, somebody has to be the fall guy for sure. Yeah. So I got you. I got you. The punching bag or punchline or whatever you want to call it. (laughs) We're doing it live. (laughs) (laughs) Which one of these controversial topics? This is the second one. Do you consider more likely to be true? Bush orchestrated 9 11 or the moon landing was staged? This one was fairly well split. Yeah. This, this. I you know Bush orchestrating 9/11 is a is a pretty loaded thing too, right? I mean it's it like, really is. It's not just the government, it's Bush himself orchestrated it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that more people believe that than the moon landing kind of surprised me just because the moon landing is, you know, kind of that popular conspiracy theory. Right. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, and again, I think there were some comments that were saying something along the lines of, "Oh, well, you know, 
I don't believe Bush, but I voted for it. I just think it was the government or I think Bush knew about it or something like that. You know, so I think there was a lot of justification like that. Yeah, I can see here because I pulled these from my Twitter so I can see where I voted. (laughs) But no, now that you say it, I'm like, I should have voted moon landing was staged is more likely because I think there's so much weirdness, like even on the lowest end of conspiracy around 9-11 is like the Pentagon. Was it really hit by a plane? Like there's not plane parts in that field in, in Pennsylvania. But I don't I don't for a second think Bush was like orchestrating the thing. So I think the moon landing is definitely the more likely. What do you Probably think that way? I don't. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't necessarily think that he certainly couldn't have done it by himself. I don't think he's smart enough for all that. So I think yeah. the best the best evidence that 9-11 wasn't an inside job is the argument that the government isn't competent enough to pull it off. Right. Well, that's the thing. I mean, with Bush specifically, too, it's like, is he right. is he a genius or is he an idiot? And and the thing right. is, <laughs> 90% of the time, people refer to him as a complete moron. And then mm-hmm. it's like, then you start talking about 9-11 conspiracies, and all of a sudden, he's the smartest, most cunning you know, yeah. evil villain who's ever lived. And it's like, you can't be both, right? I, I um, feel like in some way, though, it is a little bit of a, <clears throat> um, I don't know what the word is. I feel like it's people representing arguments wrong a lot of times. I think the people who are really into the theory think it's Cheney or think it's, you know, other forces. Like Rumsfeld. Bush was, and, yeah, Rumsfeld. Yeah. Bush was like the fall guy. So yeah, I, yeah. I think you're 100% right. Like, if you think that Bush is a big idiot and then you think he pulled off 9-11, you've not, yeah, yeah. not thinking it yeah. through. But I don't think that, like, I don't think people who talk about it a lot really think that Bush and maybe they do. I don't know. I, I've heard different things, but I don't think they really think Bush was like the mastermind as much as like the, the yeah, the fog. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I, and I think maybe, you know, you only have 26 characters or something like that for these sure. things. So it's like, yeah. I didn't know, you know, some of them are a little bit hard to word exactly. Right. But the other thing is it's like, whoa, you just got bright. Um, yeah. The other thing is if Bush, if Bush orchestrated nine 11 and covered it up, Right. If that actually happened, they couldn't have taken a couple of pictures and pretended they had weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> That's a good point. You know what I mean? That's a very like, good point. In reality, though, the WMD thing actually proved that for the most part, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like simping for Bush, but for the most <laughs> part, it seems like he was being, for the most part, honest and straightforward with his, uh, I don't know international policy like they they could have I, I i think that it would have been the lowest hanging fruit with the biggest like bang for your buck to just simply plant a couple of nukes and then show up and be like oh look what we found you know like it would have been really <laughs> yeah. easy because they yeah. controlled the territory they were searching yeah. right so yeah. it's yeah. like i mean they could have easily done that um and they didn't and and they admitted it and and so for me that makes me feel like it's less likely that this that administration was responsible for 9-11 i can't i can't see both of those things happening because if they were trying to cover things up that would it's a lot easier to cover up the wmd mm. thing but at the same time i don't know if you guys know this or not i guess you do probably from my twitter bio but we never really talked about it before i'm an aerospace engineer and i i know short of like being in the you know on the apollo 11 spacecraft it's like <laughs> i know that the moon landing happened uh, I know the technology and the people who developed the, you know, the mm-hmm. technology. I, I worked with them. They were some of them were my mentors when I was working as an aerospace engineer, working in rocketry. Um, like I know a lot about that, and I and I know that that happened. So I think I actually would still, even with all that said, vote Bush orchestrated nine eleven between. Wow. These 
That's I, funny. Yeah, we we we're, we get a lot of flack for thinking we actually went to the moon, so we're with you on that one. But yeah, <laughs> sorry to the audience for that one. But yeah. uh, I hate to burst your bubble. My yeah. favorite moon landing conspiracy theory is that it was staged and that they hired Stanley Kubrick to stage it. But because mm-hmm. he's such a perfectionist, he required that it be filmed on location on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's good. That's a good way to get it done, right? Yeah, that's a good one. Before the end of the decade, right? Yeah. You give a speech about it. I will say this about Bush really quick, though, is uh, like Bush does seem like, you know, kind of a, an idiot and kind of a patsy in some ways. But if you like, I think a lot of the more nefarious thoughts around Bush are actually just conflating him with his father and his grandfather. Because like the further you go back into the Bush tree, the more you're like, oh, his was it grandfather or great grandfather paid a. Like this is this isn't conspiracy theory. This just actually happened. Paid paid a general to try to like assassinate the president, and then got off with like a slap on the wrist. Like these are th- like going back in history. Like oh wow, the Bush family's been kind of corrupt and weird for a long time. So, mm. but yeah, I think uh, we talked about this. What's that one we covered with the Alex Murdaugh? Yeah, where he comes Alex from this Murdoch. family who's just been like you know high Evil up in government for forever. But time. he's such an idiot that like that's why he's the one that got <laughs> caught. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's more in your, that's Alec Murdoch, South Carolina. Um, have you heard that story? Yes. Okay. Yes. And I'm familiar with it. I think we ran like nine headlines on that. Oh, I've yeah. <laughs> fair, fair. Uh, it's okay. almost like he works for a news website or something. Oh, like but yeah. I am just the website guy though. I don't know. <laughs> that doesn't create all the, yeah, what's the long title again? The, I didn't, the, the guy who kind of takes care of the website, I guess sometimes. Yeah, yeah, that's what you need on your business card. I'm telling you. Yeah. Next matchup is the 2020 election was rigged versus January 6th was staged. It, this yeah. is a good matchup. You, go ahead. Go ahead and answer it. I don't want to say anything. Yeah. What do you think, Dan? Which one of these is more likely? I, I, I don't even actually think I thought about which one I thought. Um, the 2020 election was rigged or January 6th staged. I mean, I think it's a lot more possible and a lot more likely that... Um, I mean, here's the problem, though. It's like I know that the January 6th thing was at least partially staged, right? Right. It's it's a loaded it's a loaded wording. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it fully staged? I don't know. It depends on I guess what what the author of me was thinking about by saying <laughs> January 6th. I think that there's a 100% certainty that January 6th was staged. Um, I think that it was at the very least encouraged, and so I think it all just depends on what the word staged means. Um, there was a lot of stuff going on that, that, you know, you see all these people now too. Like you, you look at like, I don't know if you guys saw it the other day, but like five days ago, there were the people, the quote unquote Nazis out in front of Disney, right. Swinging Nazi flags and they all have their faces covered and stuff. Those are all FBI agents. Like they all are FBI agents. Like it's not even a question. There's not one person. We're conservatives, or at least I'm. You know, I'm in the in the trenches of conservative culture. Yeah. There's not a single person that I know that would pick up a Nazi flag and wave it. Not no. one would proudly do that. They're they're proud to have defeated Nazis and been a part of you know the country that was able to do that. Um, it, it's so ridiculous what's going on, and that's and that's just a continuation. It's just a, of that January sixth thing. So I would say there's a 100% chance that January sixth was staged. 2020 election being rigged is 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 again it's it's so not black and white. I think that I think that at the very best the 2020 election was allowed to be exploited 
by the mm-hmm. COVID mail-in ballots at the very best. That's the best scenario. And it was purposeful. So if that's rigging, then there's also a 100% chance that that yeah. happens. <laughs> <laughs> that's but what I was going to say is like, they both definitely have some rigging. It just depends on like how much. Right. It, 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 right? Which one do you believe more? I, I, definitely more yeah. be, I, I definitely believe that both of those things happened 100%. I don't think that yeah. there's any question about it. Um, at the very least, which it depends on what you define by rigged. Um, it was it an inside job in the 2020 election? It, not necessarily as much, and I think that's what you'd have to say with rigged. So mm-hmm. I think I think just be, based upon like the actual photo evidence that's available and stuff, probably January 6th being staged, I would vote for on this one. Yeah. That one seemed more, yeah, like FBI, CIA-led. I think the 2020 election, a lot of it, especially if you're talking mail-in ballots, was just the Republican Party being weak. Mm-hmm. They're just like, hey, we're going to push through these laws. We're going to do mail-in balloting. It's like, well, Trump was president. Like, how right. is how did this go through while he's president? Because Republicans are afraid of looking uh, mean, right. and they yeah. they let that cudgel be used against them constantly. So, mm-hmm. it, yeah, I, I would agree. I think I think I voted for twenty. I see, can see I voted for the yeah. twenty twenty election one, but it was a. I, at this life. point, I was just clicking on whatever because I'm like, they both, right. I some think they're both are, true. Some yeah, of them yeah. are really tough and it really does come down to the 26 character thing. It's like, it's hard yeah. to define exactly what you mean by rigged. Right. Um, but I, again, I think that the evidence is clear that it was, it, if it wasn't an inside job, at the very least, laws were enacted that allowed a specific outcome to happen and it seemed to only favor one side. Mm-hmm. Back to your point about not well, they knowing weren't laws, actually, I guess, right? Yeah. That's the whole problem. They were kind yeah. of just things, things happening. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there was just stuff. They were just like, oh yeah, no, no, now you, now you can vote after the election. It's just like, okay, who? And then it gets overturned by the state supreme court nine months later, but it doesn't matter because they've already certified the election, right? And Time Magazine writes an article saying this is how we rigged the election. Deal with it, you know, like <laughs> essentially. <laughs> Back to your point about not knowing anyone who would wave the flag. There's, I think in Generation Z, there's more and more conservative kids popping up who are so reactionary and they've been told their entire formative years that if you have this viewpoint, you are a Nazi Mm -hmm. and they don't have that kind of memory that we do from our grandparents of firsthand stories and things. Mm -hmm. So I do see some of those on Twitter kind of happy to be like, yeah, I'm a Nazi. Yeah. Well, I'll this be, was, this I'll happened be around Kanye, me, right? Like, remember yeah. when Kanye went on Alex Jones? He's like, yeah, Hitler wasn't that bad. And the people were like, yeah, maybe he wasn't that bad. And yeah, because they're uh, sick of being called Nazis. So they're trying to justify it. But I, with January 6th, it was a lot of older people there, wasn't it? It wasn't as many. Gen yeah, Z no, there. that exactly. Exactly. Like, I'm seeing it more now that it's almost like the left is creating the monster that they want. You see that in Nick Fuentes and all of his followers. They're just like, you told me I'm this. I'm just going to be this even harder to spite you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I actually don't even. I, I guess I'm just not <laughs> friends with people <laughs> like Abby. <laughs> Abby's got all these Nazi friends. She's over here, you know, apologizing for. Oh my! Goodness. I don't. I don't see it a lot. Although I don't. I, again, you know, like I said, my Twitter persona is. I I think I said this before we started, but my Twitter persona is pretty innocuous. I I don't get into the political stuff that much, which is kind of strange because that's my entire career, right? Mm-hmm. Um. But I really try to focus more on just talking about like Chipotle bur- burritos yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> well, <laughs> I soap. don't, I don't really talk about my work on Twitter. Mm. So for me, it's I, I can go off and talk about politics as a hobby. You're talking about politics all day for work, so it makes sense that you wouldn't yeah. do that in your free time. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little exhausting. And now yeah. you guys are trying to talk to me about politics. 
Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Next matchup, JFK murdered by US government or COVID release oh, was gosh. planned. This one is this one is a little easier for me. Like <clears throat> I I definitely again, the wording though is a little funny. Planned is maybe not 100%, right? Like it's like it probably was planned. It was definitely released by accident or planned, right? It was definitely mm-hmm. one of the two. Um but planned is a little tough. And JFK murdered by the U.S. government, I'm not 100% confident on that one either. I think there's more likelihood that COVID was planned. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's the overwhelmingly likely that it was planned. Um, and the JFK murdered by the U.S. government, I'm a little bit more 50-50 on that. I definitely know the evidence for it, and I definitely have heard, you know, you know both sides of it, I guess. But um, I think it's a little bit more clear that COVID definitely that was definitely planned it was definitely planned whether or not it was released in the timeline that they expected it to like they were definitely breeding it for a reason and then whether or not they did it i guess i guess whether the release was planned though right like it was definitely developed purposefully was it released purposefully or did somebody really mess up um there's i think that there's a like there's a possibility that somebody just really messed up I don't think that that's likely just because of where it came from and how much benefit mm-hmm. that particular country has had from the effects of it. Yeah. So <laughs> I think it's probably that it was planned. But again, um, I don't respect, it's kind of like the Bush thing. I don't respect that government very much. So it's like, are they really these masterminds? Um, I don't know. Are they idiots or are they masterminds? I, don't know. I think we find out more every day just how much of COVID was like you said, released, planned, whatever. Um, Whereas like JFK, I definitely think he was murdered by the government, but I think that there's less concrete evidence of it than COVID, which is probably why I voted that way. Yeah, that's true. I can see that. I, I agree with you. I mean, I don't want, I don't, I don't want your viewers to think wrong of me on these conspiracy. Oh no. I I definitely think (laughs) I'm just joking. I just think (laughs) they're shredding you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The comments are probably nasty right now. Um, I do think that JFK was mm-hmm. there was there was definitely more to it than just Lee Harvey Oswald with a with a single gun, single shooter, single location. Um, but yeah, there's the magic bullet is pretty hard to believe in. That's that's like the big one. Like even if it wasn't the government, it seems like it was two shooters just for the, the mm-hmm. whole like magic bullet thing. Mm-hmm. All right, Abby, you didn't say what you thought. Oh, oh, you know I. JFK is is one that I haven't really looked into much yet, so I'm I'm neutral on that. So you're until, one, you're more in the COVID camp. Yeah, I camp COVID. I, I tend to think <laughs> that they meant it to be stronger when they released it. I don't think that they like the whole apparatus that was in place for it was it didn't quite match up. I think that they meant for it to be more deadly, and it mm-hmm. wasn't ready yet. Eh, I don't know. There's a lot of telling stuff too in what Fauci said in that Rand Paul thing that <clears throat> we we covered it on the MK Naomi stuff, but it's like if you don't know what you're listening to Rand Paul or sorry, if you don't know what you're listening to Fauci say, it's whatever. But he was like trying to say, well, we don't do we don't do uh what's the word? Um the where they strengthen the viruses. We don't do gain of function, but if we yeah. did uh, and we do it's in America and he kept saying that and it's like everybody kind of skipped over that part to be like no look here's the proof that you funded these labs in China that do gain of function I'm like yeah no I got that but like can we reverse to the part where he keeps saying that we do this in America and not right. in China like that's the right. part everybody missed and then it's like it just so happens to just perfectly coincide with MK Naomi 
And the fact that our government's <laughs> been doing this since the 40s and 50s, these gain of function things and testing them on the public, uh, like in San Francisco and St. Louis and uh, even I think the freaking um, what is the the tick virus? What's that called? Oh, Lyme. Lyme disease. Yeah, that, that sprung up right where they were testing it out at a government facility at the same time. It's it's complete it's coincidence. coincidence. How dare yeah, you, yeah, PJ? For sure. <laughs> the uh, amount of the amount of conspiracy stuff that is well documented and out there in in CIA documents and things like mm-hmm. that that we still don't realize is is a hundred percent true is, is kind of wild to me. I'm learning so much stuff that's like, Oh, they straight up admitted to that, but they did it very quietly and no one noticed. Yeah. It is pretty weird. It's like, sometimes it's like, yeah, it's, it's one of those things. Like I, I, I can't believe the stuff that I say now with confidence just cause I've read so much of the CIA documents. I'm like, no, that's just a thing. Like it just is, it, it's right there. Just like all the MK ultra documents. When you read those like, Holy crap. Mm-hmm. Our government did some evil, evil stuff to to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Naomi was the same way. Um, so let's see. We got this next one. You said, do we live in a simulation or is Elvis still alive? <laughs> this was like I, almost 50-50. I was surprised by this. I thought that there'd be a lot more votes for the simulation. I think it's yeah. a lot more likely that we live in a simulation than Elvis <laughs> is alive. But at the same time, I mean, it's like, I mean, the, the, the problem with Elvis still being alive now is just how old he would be. Yeah, even exactly. if, even if he was alive past the time time, so maybe the better question would have been like Elvis lived longer than the public was allowed to believe, right? Like um, that might, but you can't write that in twenty six characters. Right. Um, <laughs> so did Elvis live on longer than that? If I was an- answering that question, it'd be a lot harder for me. But in this in this case, it's a lot easier. I I would say we live in a simulation. I don't think there's there's a zero percent chance Elvis is still alive now. Um, but I mean, I don't know, zero point one percent chance. The the celebrity <laughs> ones are so funny because every single celebrity who dies young, there's a there's a conspiracy that they didn't actually die, and then every conspiracy, every celebrity that's acting weird, they're secretly mm-hmm. dead and they're a clone. Yeah. Like yeah. no one is dead who is supposed to be, and no one is alive who's supposed yeah. to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's at least like some history of people faking their deaths that like gives it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not saying I think Elvis was, is still alive. I'm not saying that I just, I just voted for that one. Cause I don't think we live in a simulation. Who, who's the most famous faking their death. I mean, Houdini never actually did it right. People expected that that's what he did, but, um, what was the other guy? Uh, Andy, what, I can't think of his name. Andy Sandberg. No, <laughs> the, <laughs> everybody thinks everybody, <laughs> everybody thinks he's dead. He's not dead because he's never in anything anymore. Oh, <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> His career is dead. His he's still alive. Yeah, yeah. No, the man on the moon, the movie that uh, Jim Carrey did. Why can't I think of the, the, the comedian that he was playing? Oh, yeah, in that Andy movie? Um, Kaufman. Kaufman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andy Kaufman. They, everybody thought he was uh, still alive. And then like, every year they're like, is he going to, is he going to reveal him? It's well, been like 30 years. Is that eventually one of those people, it is going to happen. Like Houdini yeah. and Kaufman right. are very good examples of people that you yeah. would expect would actually do that. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody eventually is going to do that. You know, Michael, Michael Jackson is another one that people, some people think is still alive, I guess. Um, like one of these weird eccentric people is eventually going to die and then you find out that they were actually alive. I think Nicole Brown Simpson is still alive. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, (laughs) Never heard that one before. (laughs) No, I just, I I just, I don't believe the simulation. Me and Abby have had a lot of talk uh, on the whole simulation thing where I feel like multiverse and simulation theory 
Well, multiverse definitely was created as a way to try to disprove like fine tuning to disprove that we were created by a creator. And my problem right. with simulation theory is that it's not even that it's a hundred percent wrong in some ways. Uh, if the basic theory is that where we live is less real than what's what else is out there, which I would believe as a Christian would mean like the, the earth that we live on is less real than, than the spiritual, whatever, like things that have come after this. But I don't like that. It's to me, it feels like I kick the can down the road where it's like, okay, so God doesn't exist, but a computer programmer <laughs> created us. And it's like, well, that just, that, that doesn't answer who created the computer program. It's, it doesn't give the answer of the unmoving, the unmoved mover. So I just don't like simulation theory for that reason where it's like, okay, we're recognizing that there's things about the world that it couldn't have been like evolution and chance and things like that. It has to be more, but we can't say God because like we're so, de- you know, devoutly anti-religious. So we'll say that it was some nerd uh, <laughs> computer programmer and that's that's the answer. I don't know. It, it annoys me. Yeah, I guess that the simulation thing is just one of those. I guess that my mentality isn't necessarily thinking about, oh, well, what did the actual physics of this happening? It's more, well, you can't disprove that from happening, but it's pretty easy right. to mentally like prove to yourself or think, okay, that is a very, very, very low chance that Elvis is alive. And yeah. if and, <laughs> and if and if the the point of the simulation is for the people to not know they're in a simulation, then of course we don't know that we're in a simulation, right. or, and we can't prove it, right? So, I mean. To me, that's just, that's it. It's like, okay, there's a 0.01% chance Elvis is still alive. There's a 0.02% chance that we live in a simulation. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) But it is still the more likely thing to me, I think. I mean, I guess. No, you're right. It is more likely. I just, like I said, to me, it's just the fact that it's like people are comfortable thinking we're created by a computer programmer. Right. But they're uncomfortable with the idea of God. Like that, that to me is weird. Yeah, well, that's because there's no moral accountability to a computer. Yeah, to a computer programmer. That's, that's fair. Yeah. All right. So this next one, which of these is more likely the big bang theory or Jesus's resurrection? This is where I guess I, this is the one I was thinking about when I, re, when I was reading it about the demographic that, that surprised mm-hmm. me. Um, I, I, I thought that the general public, especially on Twitter would have been 100% the big bang happened, right? Like I, I, I didn't expect anything different. And of course there's, there's niches of people, Christians, even a lot of Christians these days believe in the Big Bang. They just say, oh, well, it was accelerated, or the seven days weren't actually seven days, or this or that or the other thing. Um, and so they still believe in it. And honestly, there's 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 so many people in the world that that don't believe in Jesus' resurrection. Uh, mm-hmm. I, was, I was surprised by this. I was surprised by how overwhelming mm-hmm. it was. That yeah, so for, was, for people listening, it's 84% Jesus' resurrection is more likely. Mm-hmm. This is the most, this is the biggest winner. Right, mm-hmm. and all of them, I think, by far, yeah. Um, that I mean, I I didn't I I don't know if I posted this at a bad time. It didn't get as many votes as the rest of them either. So um, I don't know what that's. I guess maybe that's also that demographic bias thing, and you don't have a big enough sample size. Like it was the people who are wanting to participate were the ones voting. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Um, so I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, I definitely. I definitely well. There, here's a, there's two, there's two sides <coughs> to my answer to this. One is my religious the, my religious answer, which is you know what I believe personally. Um, obviously, say, states that the Jesus' res- resurrection happened 100 percent more so than anything else that we've discussed here, right? Even right. the seven day creation, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's 100 percent a part of a, a Christian's belief system. You're not a Christian if you don't believe that, um, and. The Big Bang, even if you're not a Christian, 
there's still the, the, as a, as an engineer, you know, and, and being around a lot of scientists and going to, you know, being in a lot of different classes and all this other stuff, the amount of pride and lack of humility amongst scientists about talking about things that happened 10 billion years ago is astounding. It's yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, it's like, no, this definitely happened. Like, <laughs> 10 billion years ago it's like you can't i mean again you know it, it, it's the classic trope you can't predict the weather two days from now but you can tell me exactly what happened 10 billion years ago you know it's like it doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense so even if you're not a christian um you know I, it would i think i would it would be a toss-up for me but as a christian obviously yeah my vote goes with jesus resurrection yeah there's a there's a lot more faith in the atheistic uh, secularist <laughs> people than uh, I think a lot of Christians have uh, honestly with uh, like you said, this, believing that's, things that's 10 why billion these results yeah. don't make a lot of sense to me. I, I don't even no. think that my, I don't think that the, again, I don't think the majority of my followers are all Christians. I don't think that at all. So that's, it's really surprised me. Uh, bookstore Thor and rumble says God spoke and bang, it happened. So <laughs> if you look at it that way, you know, I mean, that is the one interesting thing I find about the big bang theory or like the, just the the order of the way that that scientists think that things were created, like which things happen first, line up with the Bible. So if you look at it that way, you know. But yeah, I don't know. Just- it, it yeah. There's there's a there's a way in which the Christian Church in America, in particular, has science will come up with a theory, and the motivation for the theory is hatred of God, right? The motivation yeah. for the theory is how do we disprove God? How do we have an answer? And then Christians will be like yeah, we can work that theory into the Bible if we try hard enough. I'm like, why would you, why would you try? Why would you want to try to like shove that in there? You yeah. know? And the, I mean, there are, there are, I'm not, I'm not playing the, the, the atheistic scientist, you know, character here, but there, I mean, there are, there are things that people want to understand, you know, like why, if you are a Christian, why is the universe expanding Mm-hmm. And why is it expanding like a sponge? And and like, how is it possible that every point is accelerating away from other other point? And why is that necessary? Mm-hmm. Um, those are those are those are questions that the Bible just doesn't address. And so people are looking for answers, even if they are believing Christians. I think to try and and understand the ba- the basic physics of the universe, they still mm-hmm. want to yeah. know. But- and and the Big Bang actually doesn't ex- doesn't explain the way that the universe is expanding very well. No. Um, and at least not as described when I learned about it, which was in high school or middle school or whatever it was when we learned about it. Um, I don't know if it's changed much since then. Um, but anyway. Yeah. To your point, there are some good uh, Christian writers who have tackled this subject in a really good way, like uh, Eric Metaxas with uh, Is Atheism Dead? Mm-hmm. It's a book I mention a lot because he really does do a good job of not. I don't. I don't Stephen uh, Meyer talks about yeah. it a lot. Yeah, so I know there's people who want to understand those things. It, it, specifically, the expanding universe thing is a huge part of the beginning third of his book. So, right, yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, so let's see. We got two more. There's this one. It says chemtrails or intelligent aliens. I'm very excited to hear this your answer on this one because the alien stuff has been a big thing in the news. We did a whole episode on Grays last week and stuff. So, you know, as a Again, the, there's, there's, I think there's always inside of me like a little bit of like the fighting between the science background and, and the Christianity. And it's like this, even, even if you are a Christian, you have to look at the universe and, and realize that it is at, 
nearly infinite, if not infinite, right? And there mm-hmm. are all of these planets that we'll never see. And there appears to be running water on some of them. And there appears to be, you know, like, why couldn't there be a tree on one of them, right? right. Why not? Why not? God didn't say, I'm not going to make life anywhere else in the Bible. He didn't say it. Right. Um, and I guess also the intelligent life, is it human intelligence or is it a dog? You know, like, I mean, he created dogs, he put them on earth. So why couldn't he create something similar somewhere else? Mm-hmm. So it, I think it depends on what your threshold for intelligence is. Um, and even so, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't rule out the possibility that there's intelligent life at all, just based upon my religious beliefs. Um, like I wouldn't rule it out entirely. Uh, I don't think that there's any reason why what's written in the Bible can't be true and there is also intelligent life somewhere else in the universe. If God created some life that he didn't create the universe for, he, you know, he, he tells us in the Bible that he created, his creation is for us, it's for humans, right? Mm-hmm. Right. He didn't. He also didn't say it's for humans that are on planet Earth. <laughs> you know, <it's> like, <laughs> maybe there's humans <clears throat> elsewhere. I don't know. You know, like you can't put it beyond him, right? Like right. I, I never like, I never like assuming a what God is capable of. I never like assuming what God is thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a completely different creature from us. Uh, he has a lot of different motivations and a lot of different, you know, reasons for the things that he does. Um, chemtrails, I think, is just stupid. <laughs> I just well, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> we <laughs> we did a whole episode, uh, not a whole uh, episode. We did a part of one of our unhinged episodes about chemtrails, based on an article on Not the Bee, where <laughs> where where they where ABC News literally said, "Yeah, we do chemtrails. Here's how we've been doing yeah. this forever. It's just cheaper now." So, like, I'm surprised that chemtrails wasn't a hundred percent. I don't yeah. think every trail in the sky is chemtrails, by the way, I, but I do I, think they do these things. Mm, maybe it depends on what they're doing <laughs> with them right because some i think she admitted to in the abc article it was cloud seeding right the weather that manipulation what, okay yeah but i guess it comes down to definition because i i've never been a chemtrail person but mm-hmm. when i see them saying oh yes we do definitely put these canisters on planes fly up into the sky and release chemicals into the clouds i'm like well is that not chemtrails or may are we thinking about it differently i guess yeah, I mean, I when I'm thinking about chemtrails, I'm just thinking about the plumes behind the planes that you can see glistening, you know, as you look up into the sky or whatever. Right. Like, like a passenger plane, a 747 is flying overhead, and that's what you see. It's so, like, no, I don't believe that, but I do think we put chemicals in the air and then they lie about Because, like, even yeah, Twitter... I, I, I mean, obviously, with COVID, I, I wouldn't put anything past the government about what they're doing, right? I, I mean, at the same time when you think about the magnitude of how much of, of a substance seems to be present in the atmosphere, not just percentage wise, but then if you convert that percentage into like a volume, yeah. um, if, if there was something being put into the atmosphere at a volume high enough to have an impact on anything, you would just see planes going up there and dumping that stuff all day long, your entire life, every single second you'd see. I mean, it's like the, I mean, doing microscopic tests where you're like trying to test in like one specific area on one cloud and do something like that is like some sort of like science experiment. Maybe that does happen. Yeah, maybe, I guess. But, you know, I I think that the same thing goes with the climate change thing. It's like the idea that humans, that our production of CO2 is as big of a player in the overall global Mm -hmm. forces, um, you know, that are you know, governing the, the, the temperature changes on our planet. 
I think is again, it's a lack of humility. It's it's yeah. this it's this we're we're on Earth and we see all these things and we don't realize how big the sky is, right? Mm. Um, we don't realize how big the ocean is because we're never there. We never think about it. You don't realize how big freaking Texas is until you try to drive from <laughs> from Houston yeah. to Dallas. I mean, it's like it's unbelievable. And 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 so I think it's that same type of a thing for me. It's like if somebody's doing it, maybe they are doing it from one-off experiments, but they're not doing it to try and change like some actual like meaningful amount of something in the atmosphere. You don't think that there's enough hubris and scientists that they, because like with the, with the climate change stuff, I agree with you hundred percent. I think there's this lack of humility. We really think that we are bigger players in the environment than we really are bigger players, you know, but I do wonder if there's enough hubris in these scientists to want to, change the climate and they they maybe attempt to i i i'm gonna I agree that, though i, I think don't that there's there's definitely a possibility that people are doing research on whether or not they can um yeah. at least okay. you know you do you do research on things like even this this breakthrough infusion um power and stuff like that it's like the breakthroughs are really interesting but they're all kind of lab experiments and and there you have to say well a future generation will learn how to actually utilize this i think that that, those types of experiments might be happening with some sort of chemicals being released in the sky and studying like a very specific region or, or, or maybe how, you know, the, you know, how it travels or something like that through the sky, mm-hmm. but trying to like subsidize our, our oxygen supply with something, you know, some meaningful amount of some, of some toxin or some other type of chemical. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, you, you can't do it by putting it on a couple of planes and dropping it out. Like that doesn't, it doesn't physically make sense. sense It would have to be something different. And even the movies that have been made about it, I I don't even remember what it's called, but I remember one where it was like, there was a bunch of satellites that were controlling the weather, but it was like a lot of satellites in that imaginative situation. Yeah. You don't realize, I mean, when you have, I I mean, we could talk about this all day, I guess. I I think I could, I guess. But Mm -hmm. when you see like you're watching Mission Impossible and they show the satellites, you know, orbiting the earth and and the satellite looks like it's a one one hundredth the size of the earth. It's like you don't realize the actual two scale drawing, how small a satellite is relative to the earth. Like you just, yeah. uh, and, and in our brains, and I think that that's a lot of, a lot of your, your people who buy into these theories, your Greta Thunbergs, Thunberg, mm-hmm. or however you say your name, the world, who never, who don't really have a, a good concept of, you have, of you have to say it with extra autism. You have to say Thunberg. <laughs> Thun, Thunberg. Thunberg. Yeah. Edit that out, please. Oh, sorry. <laughs> everything, you, everything. You, that was your fault. You that, was me. that was me. You I'm me trying to get canceled. Yeah. This. You walked into that. <laughs> everything you ask us to edit out, we're going to clip and then put oh, on TikTok. It. It's going to be on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> that <so>. one clip. <laughs> but seriously, though, a satellite is so, 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 so small. It's like, yeah. the, but in, in, you know, like, but our but our public is the same public that loves those movies and believes these types of things. And and anyway, yeah. I the, I guess what I was thinking is like I agree I agree with you. I'm just saying I think it's proven that we do put chemicals in the sky and then yeah, try to cover it. Yeah, it might up. be one of those things where it's just 26 characters. What what chemtrail? Yeah, for sure. Up? I definitely yeah. meant the ones that are like <clears throat> trailing 747s. And I yeah, de- no, we would I agree. Meant the overall argument that the that commercial aircraft that are flying over our planet are poisoning us like that's right the, that's yeah, the yeah. specific theory i was i was going for. yeah we would agree on that then because we talked about this and actually your article on the babylon on uh, not the bee was 
<clears throat> the first time I really saw someone put what chemtrails is outside of like people trying to, to knock it in some way. Whereas like, it's like, okay, contrails are this contrails are when the wings have moisture coming off them. It leaves something in the sky. And then chemtrails are these actual streamers on the back of planes. So like people are constantly confusing contrails, which is a real phenomenon of moisture coming off the tips of plane wings and leaving streaks in the sky. Mm. But chemtrails, are still real. And I, 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 so if you're saying every plane in the sky is putting chemicals out and every time you see a contrail to chemtrail, I agree. I don't think that's true either. I just find it funny that ABC news will say we're not doing chemtrails, but we are. And it's good. And like mm-hmm. that to me is, is kind of hilarious. Like we're not doing it, but when right. we do it, it's wonderful and we should, and we're cloud seeding. And yeah. So mm-hmm. going back to your, what you were saying about the earth, just being like so huge that people don't realize it. Like we, we were talking, we've talked about this with the, the flatter thing. I think it was where 90% of this comes from. It's just this misunderstanding of just how massive the earth is. And even when you put it into a computer scale where it's like, look, this is, this is what you're seeing. And there's all these misrepresented data where it's like, Oh, at any point on earth, if you see more than 15 miles, it proves that the earth is flat, which is just not true. That's made up. Uh, that's not the actual numbers. And it just shows just how tiny we are in comparison to the earth and why it's impossible for us to see it as, as right. round in right. some way. Um, I just want to bring that up because your next question is, <laughs> is the earth flat or does abortion save lives? <laughs> you set this one up. To I love be this one. Ridiculous. This is a really hard one. It's really hard for people to answer. It's really hard. <laughs> this, you made me say the earth is more I likely know. to be flat. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Yeah, and then I even I, I it was pulled like up this it, it tweet was a, here it was too. A seven tweet build up to just simply doing this. That's all yeah, yeah. how dare you? I said the Earth is not flat, but it makes more sense than genocide saving lives. And you said I was hoping I could find a way to make people choose flat Earth. <laughs> uh, so mission successful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> flat flat Earth and simulation theory, I think, both go to this instinct that people have that something is deeply wrong and that they're being lied to, but they, mm-hmm. if they don't have Christianity, there's, there's not a recognition of where that feeling is coming from. I think the earth is flat one though. From my under, I'm not a big conspiracy theorist, so I'm not on like whatever forums people are on, but as far as I know, when that popped up, it was kind of, it was kind of, I felt like it was kind of a joke. Mm-hmm. And it, we've became, talked about and, this. And I thought it was a joke became, too. Like I, I felt like it was a joke but like enough people like joked about it. It's almost like the emperor's mm-hmm. not, you know, wearing any clothes or whatever it's called. You know, it's like people were, people were like, oh no, I believe it too. But they were joking. But then actually like enough people saw enough people like Dwayne Wade. Was it Dwayne Wade or was it um, Kyrie, Mer- uh, Kyrie? Kyrie. Kyrie Irving. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Kyrie. Um, mm-hmm. You know, enough people that they respected saying that. Did Kyrie actually believe in a flat earth? I doubt it. <laughs> but he said he did for some reason, like he would, it, it, whether trolling or not. And then like some people then actually started to believe it because for whatever reason, there were just enough people, reputable people that were saying, I believe in this, that it just kind of was one of those things where people just kind of bought into it for that reason. I think it seemed to have validity and then it became not a joke. And then it was like, yeah. no, this is supposed to just be a joke. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of times for people too, flat earth is for when they run out of conspiracy theories. People who really like living at the fringes and really like believing things that most people don't believe. Mm-hmm. And then all the conspiracy theories come true and they're like, I need something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They've been coming true quite at an alarming rate. I'm stuck between thinking was flat earth a joke that people took seriously or was it 
like it, me being more conspiratorial, was it a psyop to get people to actually like dive down this rabbit hole and like not look at anything else critically? Because things like Flat Earth, things like QAnon, things like Tartaria, they bother me because they're life consuming. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's people who would otherwise be like, hey, maybe the government's lying to us about COVID or maybe the government's lying to us about this. And maybe this is like some important thing that I can affect. Mm-hmm. And instead, it's my entire life and personality is flat earth. Yeah. Or my entire life and personality is QAnon. And it's like, I don't know. To me, like they 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 reek of psyop to me. This is funny. I, don't know. I don't know if he'll actually watch this or not, but my um, my father and in law, well, my stepfather in law, I guess you call it. Um, he actually believes in Bigfoot, like, like mm-hmm. actually believes in Bigfoot. And I know some people watching the show may actually believe in Bigfoot too. It's one of those conspiracy theories. But like, I thought he was joking that it was the same thing. It was like the, the flat earth thing when we were first talking about it. I thought he was joking. I thought it was a joke because he's very, he's a, he's an engineer too. Like, he's very, like, whatever, you know, like he believes in science and scientific method and observation and all these other things. And he like 100% actually believed this. So I, I think it's true of the flat earth thing too. I think that there's just some people out there who just like, regardless of their background of how intelligent or not intelligent or any other thing in their lives, there's some people who actually do believe that they actually believe it. Um, even though just like with, um, with Bigfoot, there's literally every time you see Bigfoot, all of a sudden the camera falls or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> it's a feature. It's a feature, not a bug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh my god! <laughs> you throw your camera into the lake, so you know you can yeah. only recover the footage up until a certain point. U- UFOs, um, all all of the cryptids. It's a feature, not a bug. That and you could make an argument that if they are demonic beings, mm. that they are interfering <laughs> with with the film itself mm, with the technology yeah. i'm well, laughing over yeah. here it's something that uh <laughs> blankets put on odyssey so if you get just a reminder to you guys after we end this portion where you know it's going to go out to all the people who listen to this we'll answer you guys questions so you guys want to get in any rumble rants or anything on odyssey uh, and ask dan any questions we'll get to that at the end of the show so some of these memes are pretty funny so <laughs> sorry keep going that's <laughs> all right yeah, we, we've got some we've got some memers in there. A lot of fun. Yeah, okay. yeah for sure. So that is that is the brackets. That is that is your old tweets. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Of, <laughs> of all of those or something maybe you didn't list. What is your favorite conspiracy theory or conspiracy theory you think is the most likely to be true? <clears throat> that I didn't list? No, of, of anything. Either listed or not listed. I mean, there's so many that have come true. I think that that was a perfect list of the ones that I think it was pretty clear, but, you know, me asking them in leading ways and yeah. stuff like that, which, <laughs> one I, which one I believed. Like, I, I, think that the, I think that it was crazy that how clear it was that COVID was planned to yeah. me mm-hmm. the second I started to hear about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, within, within days of the first talks of this stuff happening in China, it was very evident to me that there was way more going on than what was being presented to me by the media. And it, and because of the fact that the media was, was trying so hard to shut down anybody who questioned the exact narrative that, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire and they created so much smoke. So I think of all time, the COVID, the COVID thing 
is my favorite is my favorite conspiracy theory because it was just so easy to call. Yeah, that it wasn't it wasn't even almost to me it didn't even, even in 2020 it didn't feel like a conspiracy theory. Mm. It was just like eventually we'll know that this is what happened, mm-hmm. and it and it and it is it's true. <clears throat> it all was true. It was all true. Yeah, I think I knew it was. I think I knew it early on when I saw that the uh, Wuhan sister lab had the same logo as the umbrella corp from resident <laughs> evil from resident evil yeah, uh, yeah that's yeah. a real thing you guys can that's, look it up yeah yeah i mean that was that was the all-time great like conspiracy theory i think because of how obvious it was to some yeah. and how not obvious it was to others but mm-hmm. then how obvious it had to become to all that the people who were conspiracy theorists were right like i don't think that there's anybody really even on the left at this point in time who's arguing that the people who were conspiracy theorists were wrong now they tried to get all those people canceled or 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 silenced or out of their jobs out of the positions for questioning the narrative at the time but now they you know they even they can't even they can't um question it anymore yeah. that it that the conspiracy theory was true yeah there's there's so much on the edges of what we like to talk about or what we like to admit could be true. And I think that COVID was something that moved the Overton window on all of that, where mm-hmm. all of a sudden people who weren't remotely conspiracy theorists before, all of a sudden were starting to consider all sorts of things in the conspiracy realm because of because of that. And it really moved it moved that window over. Well, I think and, that was part of the purpose of it. Yeah. I think that I I honestly do. I think that I you know I, I I do know that it was at least to a certain extent planned. I don't know if it was released on purpose at that exact time or if that was an accident or whatever. But I do think that the overall purpose of releasing that specific strand of a virus was not to kill the entire population of the earth or to kill all the people that you know oppose you. I think that it was a forced compliance <clears throat> thing, and I think yeah. that the Overton window that you're talking about, I think that that successfully <clears throat> shifted our entire political narrative to a point where we're now willing to accept infringements of our civil liberties much more easily than we were before COVID because of the conditioning of living in fear for two and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it it created two windows out of one where everything is so extreme. People on the left are much more likely to accept all that conditioning, all of that Mm -hmm. slavery. Right. And then people on our side of things are way more conspiratorial than we used to be. Way more, like not the bee set it, set itself up to be weird from the beginning, right? Kind of, oh, this is something that's so weird. It should be a bee headline, but it's not. Mm-hmm. But it's become a news source that has really kind of thrived in that weird space where, mm-hmm. where you're reporting on things that would normally have just been reported by a tabloid. Wouldn't, would right. have been not taken particularly seriously but because of what you are and your reputation you end up continuing to move the overton window on weird um and getting people to accept things that are on those outskirts of of what we would consider normal i guess you're saying we're doing that i think you're doing that yeah yeah like for me personally (laughs) i didn't mean to sorry not not on purpose (laughs) but you i think you are we we use we we use not to be all the time yeah. uh-huh. at, in research for conspiracy stuff. Stuff will pop up on not to be and we'll be like, Oh my goodness, that's, that's just current conspiracy news. 
But right. yeah, for me personally, it's like I love it because it's like reading a tabloid where it's fun and you get to see weird things. But it's true. And like mm-hmm. it's become a reputable news source where it's like, here's the sources. This is where it comes from. We're just doing the hard work of like finding those weird things that might go to the back page of some other website right. or like yeah. some there's, little there's, foot there's line. There's but definitely yeah. things that need to be reported on that other places don't. Right. And yeah. I do like the fact that we're not a real news agency. Like I think a editorially it's a lot simpler <laughs> to not have to follow <laughs> some sort of standard. Um, <laughs> no standard. Seriously, at the very beginning you would, it was, it was so funny. It was like the wild west. We were just like, I had my, my sister-in-law, she had an account and she was just writing articles because she loved going on TikTok. And it was kind of like the libs of TikTok thing where I was just like, just find funny videos and we'll just write a three sentence uh, article to go with it. And it's like at the very beginning, we didn't know whether or not it was going to be like an aggregator for like really just funny, good content like that or what. And it definitely, I I don't know how long you guys have been fans and if you guys were discern fans or not before not to be, but discern was our real news like real, real news um, website that we tried to do. And we found that it wasn't, we, it wasn't unsuccessful, but it was like, it was not, it wasn't going to be something that was going to go viral. And it wasn't something that was really fun to do. Mm-hmm. And that's why we decided to do not the B was because we could just have a lot more fun with it, but we didn't know exactly what it was going to become at the beginning, but it has, it has kind of evolved back into being more of a, of a semi serious news source at times. Um, we do a lot of really serious opinion pieces and stuff like mm-hmm. that too. But honestly, back in the day, when it was just us sharing ridiculous videos and stuff like that. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun, um, and uh, I kind of wish we did a little bit more of that now. But it's like we we can't post like a billion articles a day. I guess we want to yeah. focus on we want to focus on the crazy stuff that pushes the Overton window. Yeah, exactly. I want to give some examples of this so that like people understand what we're talking about because mm-hmm. making the case that not the bee is the best site for conspiracy theorists to get their news from. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This was today, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it was yesterday. Okay. It was the night. It was the 19th. So <clears throat> yeah. not even, but people have been talking about this so much today that the coast guard mm-hmm. is searching for a sub full of tourists who paid $250,000 to see the Titanic and might be stuck in the ship's wreckage on the ocean floor. There's so much weird stuff to this story. The Titanic has always been a weird story and surrounded with conspiracy theories. And then, mm-hmm. and then the submarine itself is surrounded with conspiracy theories. And Bill Gates is like vaguely involved. Just okay. one of those like stories we're keeping an eye on because it's weird. Okay. Yeah, this is my favorite uh, thing to come out of it on Not the Bee so far is uh, the Titanic submarine lost in the Atlantic used a $30 Logitech <laughs> gamepad from 2010 to steer. How could that go wrong? And it does. Yeah. It, it reads like a Babylon B headline. It does. You can't believe it. You can't believe it's that that, right there. Yeah. And you know, what's funny is it's like, that's a detail in a CNN article that everybody just glosses over. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And it's not like, wait, what? You know, like they show this picture and they're not like, wait, what is that he's holding? That's the controller that controls the submarine. Um, but that's what we focus on. It's like the, the wait, what, what did you just say? Like, that's the Mm -hmm. stuff that we like to focus on and make it to the headline rather than the, the sentence in the middle of the 18th paragraph. Yeah. I I love how you kind of recognize that people don't always read the whole article and that Mm -hmm. they need the headline to see your headlines are longer and kind of more conversational than normal headlines. I love it. It's like, it's like a news source that just, 
That was the one that's that our biggest gripes about running a news, a news, an actual news site. I'll call Discern an actual news website. <laughs> the the headlines were such. I mean, a with standards, the, but to write. The, the way that you had to write these things, it was it was like you had to have seven editors looking at these things to make sure that they were correct before you pushed them to socials and all this other stuff. <clears throat> it was like, oh, I just want to put, you know, eye emojis in my in my headline. It's like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Uh, and that's 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 how you know we decided to, to move forward with our edi- our editorial standards are. All right, let's do it. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> I was saying this to Abby earlier, but in some ways I feel like not the B is the most clickbaity, non-clickbaity site ever because of the headlines, because it's like, oh, usually when you see clickbait, it's like, here's a headline. And when you get to it, it's like, this is not at all what's in the article. This isn't true. Mm-hmm. But so much what not the B does is like, here's the headline. Like you should read the article, but like, here's the headline. The headline's true, but it's so weird that we didn't have to make it clickbaity of like, see where Macaulay Culkin right. is now with a picture <laughs> yeah. of, you know, right. someone else. Right. Yeah, <laughs> we have. I kind of love that. Yeah, yeah, I got some more. Yeah. Let's see. There's a uh, Pentagon right accounting here. error, an accounting <laughs> error that provided an additional six point two billion to Ukraine. It, the Pentagon has a way of having accounting errors. Kind of mm-hmm. funny that there was one the day before nine eleven. Yeah, I was gonna say, do you guys think you'll have a plane crashes into the Pentagon <laughs> headline oh, tomorrow? <laughs> no, they only do that when they're missing a trillion. Not I just think it was three. Yeah, was, was it one or? Yeah, yeah I think it was yeah. like two trillion dollars. Yeah. This is a measly six point two billion. So they don't. They don't need. Yeah, why waste a whole cruise missile on on that? You know. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. It's not funny. It's too soon. We can't laugh about. <laughs> too this. soon. Too soon. Yeah. Let's see. This soon. is this is another good one. Hunter Biden has been charged with federal tax crimes. And has reached a plea deal, which totally isn't a distraction <laughs> from everything else on his laptop. Yeah, this we is- say the part that you that you would normally would say as the quote tweet, right. right? For the headline, for the CNN headline, the part that you would normally put in the quote tweet is what we include in the headline, and that's beautiful. You yeah. don't have to quote tweet it; just share it's, it. It's such a conspiracy. It, like this, everything about this is a conspiracy theory. <laughs> like this is a distraction. <laughs> the cons- it's a conspiracy. It's a distraction. Is it a conspiracy so theory anymore? I don't think that anything on the Hunter Biden laptop is a conspiracy. That was another one of those ones that was like it became all true, right? right. I think. What's a conspiracy about it anymore? Well, that's that's the interesting thing. Like that's the question we're always asking: is like, is we we get called conspiracy theorists for reporting on the news sometimes? Like, not all of our shows are like wacky, crazy stuff about you know, the grays or about Bigfoot or about this or about that. Sometimes we just report on real things and it's still because I think conspiracy theories, this old term used to dis, you know, to disavow people and to dissuade public recourse or public, uh, you know, discourse about certain uh, subjects that that just it's a it's a blanket term for everything yeah. that the me, you know, the mainstream media, the government doesn't want people to know about. So right. it's not a conspiracy theory yet. It it kind of is. And like, that's kind of where we fall into it, where it's like we have to talk about the stuff that doesn't want to be talked about. And it doesn't have to be technically a conspiracy theory for mm-hmm. you to be called a conspiracy theorist just for talking about it. Well, you know, when I knew that this was not a conspiracy theory in real was it was just like with the covid thing. Yeah. The reason I knew that this was a real story and that probably everything that had been purported was true was when there was the most obvious censorship campaign immediately mm-hmm. upon the release of the information. 
an innocuous New York Post article, by the way, <laughs> got them banned from Twitter. And the, the immediate takedown of that information across the board, across all social media, <clears throat> made it very clear. Again, yeah. where there's smoke, there's fire, and they create so much smoke. They're so bad at it. They're so yeah. bad at it. If it wasn't real, they wouldn't, wouldn't pay attention to it. They wouldn't, they wouldn't put 900 agents on the, on the task of, of, of shutting it down, right? Right. Um, that's what made it very clear to me that this was true, and I believe that it was true from that moment. That from the moment they start, when, here's the, here's my hint: is whenever you see a, con, a a concerted effort amongst multiple social media and media companies to shut something down, to silence something, you know it's true. Yes. The un, the unfortunate part about this, because you're 100 percent right, that they're very bad at covering things up. We all like they tell us what's true by what they censor. Right. The unfortunate thing about this is that so many people are just stupid and not paying attention. Like right. I don't know how else to put right. it because you know they pulled people after the election. They're like, hey, would you have voted for her, Joe Biden had you known this? And I don't know if I trust the polls, but my point yeah, I don't is trust that poll. To be honest with you, there's the still there's still enough bad. people that I've met personally who are like, I didn't know that that. It's a, Supposedly, you, into politics, I think even if I was a Democrat, I don't, I wouldn't. If Hunter Biden did all that stuff, unless there was something that now has come to light, which is yeah. more involvement from his dad, right? Yeah. If it was just his laptop, which is all that we knew about when it first broke, and it was just his stuff, and it hinted at really crappy things that he was doing, it wouldn't have affected my vote for Joe Biden if I had voted for him, um, even if I knew that it was true. Part of the cover-up, though, even early on, was ten percent to the big guy and things like that. So, yeah, he, it's, Joe Biden it's was pretty true. implicated from from early on. That, if you paid attention, I think attention. that the, didn't that evolve over time, though, to becoming more evident about who the big guy was. Like we didn't know who the big guy was at the beginning. That became more evident when the text messages came to light or whatever, and that was like five months later after the election or something. Yeah, I don't maybe know. I'm maybe I'm wrong. I, maybe it was after the election, but there was that guy who was involved who came out and said, "No, this is like he's yeah, like I'm in the text said, messages." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And big guy is Joe Biden. But yeah. I think that I, I believe I'm, I might be wrong. So it's possible. I believe that was after the election of conveniently. I think it probably think. was. Yeah. Cause I think the new, I think the New York post article was like 10 days before the election or something like mm-hmm. that. It was like right in that, you know, uh, you know, window of maybe, right. you know, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I, I believe as many people change their mind. Although, I, at as, the same time, the, I do think that the Hillary emails thing with Comey was the reason that Trump won. Yeah, I think that I think that Comey reopening the investigation did win the election for for Trump. So maybe we are a little bit wrong about how much things like this. But that was directly her, right? That wasn't her. That wasn't Chelsea. Right. That yeah. was her. Um, and so it was a little bit more. I think it mattered more for the election, obviously. Well, I think my point and what I was trying to say is like I think that because we're in this stuff all the time, we maybe underestimate how much the casual voter doesn't pay attention. Like the casual voter is probably not on Twitter. You mean um, the uh, mail-in voter, the COVID <laughs> mail-in <laughs> voter, <laughs> my, my great grandma in her grave. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, well, it's just like with Michael Brown, right? Like hands up, don't shoot still gets chanted to this yep. day. Yeah, it doesn't matter that the US Justice Department came out and said, yeah, that was never a thing. He was beating up a cop and trying to take his gun. Like those those facts don't matter to people. People People probably still believe that Jesse Smollett was attacked in Chicago, in mega country, you know, like. Oh, yeah. And Ellen Page now, too. Or wait, I'm dead named. Oh, man. What's what's his name? I don't know. Elliot. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Elliot. 
I'm, yeah, it's I'm weird. Not. I went back. I, I went back to watch because uh, I didn't know who Elliot Page was. So I went back to watch his movies and I watched Juno. I couldn't find him anywhere. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it's it like a background character, but on IMDb, he's like the star of, of the movie. But uh, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't see him. Super, super weird. <laughs> <laughs> weird but back to conspiracy theories. I think that there's this idea that if something is a conspiracy theory, then it's stupid and it shouldn't shouldn't be, you know, it's stupid and wrong. And then when it comes true, you're like, well, that's not a conspiracy theory. It's it's true. And we see this a lot, but a con- just the two words mean like conspiracy and then a theory, like a theory that there is a conspiracy around this, a theory that people conspired to hide something in which case, yeah, the Hunter Biden thing is a conspiracy theory. It, is, yeah. in, in, it in was, it, but now yeah, it's and true. now it's confirmed true. And I think now that it's one conspiracy of the, fact. That's conspiracy what I like to call fact. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but people, I think, are starting to realize that it's okay to theorize that there's a conspiracy, and we should because more and more we're yeah, it's it's know. become much more obvious to the to the average individual <clears throat> that the government's not being and the media is not being truthful. Right. COVID, it's the same COVID, picture. COVID accelerated both. It, it changed the Overton window, but it also accelerated the, the public's mis- distrust of yes. the government as well. Yeah. yeah. So in other news of things that maybe we shouldn't trust, there was an article on not to be about AI writing a church service. <laughs> yeah. Let me pull that one up. I, I did a whole thing on this recently because let me see. I there think that go. AI could do a better job than a lot of pastors, to be so honest. So true. Painfully true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one was so crazy to me because there was people that were like, yeah, it was kind of soulless and dead, but you know, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. And the, like people just didn't have any, there's a, no, there was people that had issue with this, but there's so many people interviewed that were just like, no, it was, it was fine. Like, you know, if, if they could just make the fake pastor seem a little more lively, you know, then we can, uh, what's your thoughts on this whole thing? I have a, I have a lot of thoughts about this, but just, about using ChatGPT for church or just yeah. ChatGPT in general, both. I'm curious. Oh, yeah. I, the AI think, stuff is crazy. <laughs> I think that using ChatGPT for church is, is completely the opposite of what the point of church is. Right. Yeah. right. A hundred percent. So I think it's a silly experiment. I don't have any problem with somebody doing it kind of as a joke. Um, I mean, but obviously I, you can't stop the tides of what's happening. And I think that, you know, in a lot of different places that you didn't expect AI to pop up, it will, it will eventually be. Um, and maybe there will be an AI church one day where it is completely led by elders, deacons, and pastors who are all, we're all AI bots programmed to be the perfect deacon for that particular denomination. Um, I don't know. I, I I think it's very, very silly. I think it completely undermines what the purpose of church is. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it I think it it makes less sense there than almost any other place that it could possibly go to. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of what the purpose of the church is. Um, there was some, there was something buried in that article that um, really made me remember an older article of yours. And it was something along the lines of, and I've seen this echoed on Twitter since then, something along the lines of, uh, well, it gives, it gives a, it doesn't have like this doctrine. It doesn't have like these opinions the same way everybody else does. It has this nice, easy to understand Christianity. That's just kind of middle of the road. And it gives people, you know, it, it doesn't have opinions is what they were saying, essentially. So the fear of people going to church isn't, hey, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Community church pastor. Yeah. 
Yeah, maybe maybe I'm wrong. The pastor would call me out on my sin and my vice and my things. Uh, but you know, the church is wrong. The Bible is wrong. I just want a nice, easy Christianity that affirms me because that's the whole thing is affirmation, right? Do you but really I want s- Christianity if you're if you're happy with an AI chatbot, though? I mean, it's, right? And that's yeah. my point, right? Is they don't want Christianity. They want right. the the they appearance want, of Christianity. Yeah. Yeah. They want Christianity the same way the Episcopalians want it. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason I brought up is you had this article on Not the Bee a few months ago that we talked about. It's uh, Will Advanced AI Result in New Religions? And when I scroll down, there's this quote here that I wanted to read. So this comes from Neil MacArthur, the director for the Center of Professional and Applied Ethics at the University of Manitoba. And he said, We're about to witness the birth of a new kind of religion in the next few years or perhaps even months. I don't think he was very off. Uh, We will see the emergence of sex devoted to the worship of artificial intelligence. The latest generation of AI powered chatbots trained on large language models have left their early users awestruck and sometimes terrified by their power. These are the same sublime emotions that lie at the heart of our experience of the divine. And he, he goes on to say that he wants to embrace it. So they will require careful, responsible regulation to ensure companies are not deliberately exploiting users to ensure that AI worshipers are not being told to commit acts of violence. However, we should try not to suppress AI based religions merely because it was possible dangerous. He's just going on to be like, look, but we see the little, rise of AI religion and I want to control it. This isn't, this isn't AI being Christian pastors. This is people worshiping AI, right? Right. But I, what I'm saying, and my question to you, I guess is, is it different? Like if people are going to church to just to get this cheap AI experience that can give them, I think it's something different. that's not fully Christian. I mean, when you have, when you have, um, for instance, when you have, I forget what app it is. Um, well, there's Dwell, but I don't, this is, that's not the one that I'm thinking of. There are some, there are some Bible apps that summarize parts mm-hmm. of the Bible. They're not using artificial intelligence, but they were summarized by some person at some point in time, right? And they read, and they read them to you while you're driving, yeah. so that you can get the, you know, get through those really boring books in the, yeah. in the Old Testament. <laughs> Um, with some sort of like Cliff's Notes version of it or, or sure. whatever. It's like, I don't see AI as being any different than that. It's taking the information that's written about the Bible and summarizing things about the Bible and summarizing concepts and summarizing things like that. Um, in, a, in a certain sense, using artificial intelligence in order to do stuff like that is, I, it's fine, I guess. Like, it's like, give me a summary of the book of, of Job or something like that, right? Like, okay, it can do that. Um, should it tell you how to live your life based upon that? Probably not. But I, I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with being used in certain situations, but obviously it's a big difference between, in my opinion, it being used in that way, which I think is the point of those sermons is kind of, I honestly think the sermons are, are kind of a joke, not that they won't catch on and that they won't be serious in the future, but that people will actually do it. I, yeah, if it I guess, is based upon its training in the Bible, then at, then in some ways, I mean, honestly, I do think that it probably does a better job of interpreting the Bible than a lot of humans do. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, mean, I guess I guess I'm looking at this from the congregational standpoint. Like, if they're okay with going to a church that's a lifeless affirmation of their like feel good messages that don't have any, you know, it's like this is what the Bible says on these subjects, but it's it's like it said they're trying to make this middle of the road you know, affirmational type preaching, which we already get enough from real human pastors. I'm not saying we don't. I guess what I'm wondering is, is the next step 
well, what do I need God for? What do I need people for? If, if AI can give no, me I definitely think, think this that's religious experience, why not just worship the AI? And I, oh, that's yeah. the connection that I was the making. Wally, the Wally world, you know, from that Wally Pixar movie yeah. is, is coming where, mm-hmm. you know, the Apple vision pro is the next step into that direction. You combine that with artificial intelligence and I do think that that's coming. I do think that there's going to be a movement towards people feeling like even other people aren't necessary in their lives. Because we mm-hmm. do live in a world where instant gratification and just simply satisfying your current senses, like, you know, whether, whether that's, you know, through some sort of emotional attachment to something like ultimately a lot of people these days, and it started back when we were younger and we were on AIM and stuff like that. People developed real relationships over just ones and zeros. Yeah. And I, yeah. I I never really got into that. And I never had a relationship that I, I was lucky. My wife and I talk about it all the time that we were lucky. We met each other just before, you know, whatever, Tinder and eHarmony and all these other things, yeah. right? Like that's the new dating scene, I guess. Yeah. Um, we met each other the old fashioned way. We met each other just in person. And but so many people just have relationships built over ones and zeros. Does it matter if it's a bot? You're never going to see this person. Yeah. Does it really matter? I don't, <laughs> I don't know that it matters. It's like if it's saying the things that you want it to say, how, how much does it matter? And that's, that's yeah. scary, but it's true. It's like if you're okay with that level of, of relationship, which a lot of mm-hmm. people have proven to be, because mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's a lot easier to, to obtain, um, then yeah, anything's possible. People, I'm sure there are already people who are in relationships and want to petition their liberal uh, state to allow them to marry their AI chatbot. Yeah, sure. yeah, for sure. That is I not guess. a conspiracy theory, guys. That's going to be a conspiracy <laughs> fact. I'm telling you right now. I, I feel like that's you. the same thing that I was talking about, though. Like if you're if you're looking for a cheap relationship of just affirmation of just texting somebody on aim or tinder to make you feel good about yourself mm-hmm. and then you you know eventually when you get far enough into a relationship that's not going to always be there like there's going to be tension there's going to be something right same right. with church like if you're looking for a cheap affirmational service yeah, that doesn't true. judge you eventually in church you're going to have to like deal with human beings and deal with like your own sin and deal with these things and if we're replacing if, if we're if that's the level that people want to stay at i'm just seeing that jump to ai where it never Goes yeah, beyond, well, I mean, you know what I'm saying? AI just fills the role of Joel Osteen is what it comes down to. That's, yeah. what, it, yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> you just to always tell them what they want. That's yeah, yeah. Always, you know, a relationship would be perfect if, if you know, they always yeah. told you what you wanted to hear, right? Uh, yeah. I, that's the Joel Osteen method, right? Exactly, yeah. And, it, 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 and I it's guess successful. what I'm saying is, yeah, and I guess what I'm saying is like, I wonder how long it is if people are willing to accept one and then accept the other, how long is it going to be before people just realize they want to cut out the middleman and just worship the AI, I guess is the question I was. I don't know. That's, yeah. that's, that is hap- going to happen though. Well, yeah, I think so. I think, sure. I think that, and I think that our understanding of what AI is right now is also not, I mean, when you think five, 10, 50 years from now, even mm-hmm. what we are seeing right now is like they invented, you know, the threaded bolt and you know, like 50 years from now it's the Titanic, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, or they invented the rivet and then it's that, you know, like that you down the road, you see the Titanic. It's like, we, we are seeing just the building blocks of what the world is going to be with actual artificial intelligence, because I don't, I don't, I think that that's the wrong word for what we currently have in, in a lot of ways, while there's quote unquote chaos and computational chaos in what's happening right now, Really, artificial intelligence right now is all deterministic, and it's all a bunch of if-else statements. 
that determine mm-hmm. the best output. And that's not intelligence. It's not. Um, it's not AGI, what they call AGI. Um, it's, it's, it's not a general intelligence. Um, but when we, ha- when we finally encounter that, that's when things are going to get really crazy because then people will be encountered with a being, technically, who has intelligence that is superior to humans in a lot of ways. Um, Do you, know, you share it? <clears throat> oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to ask you, do you share any of the same concerns that Elon has over the the speed of it? Because that's, I think the thing that that's what we're dealing with and struggling with and what we're trying to cover is like six months ago, AI was a, a fantasy, a joke, a, a sci-fi movie thing. And now it's like taking over whole industries. It's making people millionaires on the stock market. It's leading churches. It's running businesses. It was so quick that I think that a lot of people just don't even know how to to integrate that into their lives or how to like if they want to or or what's going on. So I've seen Elon say we need like a moratorium and things like that. Do you yeah. share any of those same opinions or concerns? I th- I think it's I, I I think that honestly Elon was is maybe a little self motivated for saying that. We we I don't know I I don't know I don't know that. Yeah, we didn't we didn't ask him that. Um, yeah, we probably should have, but um, I think he. I think that. I think that it it is important that people consider safety, but I think that at the same time, it's like to slow it down is impossible at this point in time. I th- I really honestly think that, and I think that it's just like with an arms race, and yeah. you know, like the people who slow down or 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 take their time are the people who are going to lose. And you know, it's kind of hard to even talk about things in in the sense of patriotic senses anymore because it's very hard to be patriotic now for for our country with how much you know uh discord there is but it's like if you want the united states to succeed at this and not be and not be second fiddle to china which i i do want then slowing down isn't the right thing because these other countries aren't going to slow down these other these other countries aren't going to take their time and they're going to weaponize it too. So I don't yeah. think it, you know, like it's, it sucks because even, even as people who don't want to be stuck in the industrial military complex, we kind of all are mm-hmm. because our livelihood, our safety, um, how we see the world, the way, the world that we're used to living in is at stake with a lot of these things. So um, yeah. I don't know if that, if that answers no yeah it does and we've we actually i'm glad you brought up both points that we've covered on previous episodes one that this is a a rate of arms race between us and china Mm -hmm. and i in that episode we kind of talked about how the data that they're getting from facebook and they're getting from twitter and other things uh is provably what they're using to to fuel the ai to essentially our interactions online are teaching the ai how to act more like us so we kind of theorized and maybe this is too crazy i'm kind of curious what you think elon buys twitter then elon starts starts a an ai company at the moment that he hands twitter off to somebody so it's almost like he is getting that data that he needs for his AI in some ways, possibly at least. I th- I don't think that that was a motivating factor for Elon to buy Twitter. I, mm-hmm. I it might be a side effect that he utilizes at some point right. because he does have the advantage if he does start not ar- artificial, which he already actually does have an artificial intelligence company, which is Tesla. Yes. Um, but if he starts an actual X company or whatever that is specifically, he um, did. I'm pretty sure, like around the time, I'll look it up. But he, it was like right around the time that he went to hand Twitter off to, or talked about handing Twitter off to that right. that lady. I think he would benefit from it, and I think that it would be a lot easier for him to use the data when it when it's 
if if he if he merges Twitter with X, then there's no privacy concerns, there's no legal concerns or whatever. They're just using the internal data that the company has already. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that it was a motivation for him. Mm-hmm. Um, We've talked but, about this all with with TikTok as something that China needs because China's people are so guarded because of their government because mm-hmm. of the surveillance state that they don't act like normal people online. Mm-hmm. So China needs TikTok in America and Canada and, and Western nations that aren't like that to get good data on how humans behave. Well, I definitely, I definitely believe that they're going to utilize it that way. Whether or not that was the planned use of TikTok when it was released, I do know that it was meant to spy. Like I, I, firmly believe that as yeah. again that was another conspiracy um, yeah. theory that was proven right yep i don't think it's a conspiracy theory anymore i think it's true um but was that their main motivating factor was to 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 glean that specific type of information i don't think so i think it's been very convenient that it happened and now artificial intelligence has blown up china one thing about china is that they're always they're always playing catch up in yeah. some sense they're not entrepreneurial at all like they're <clears throat> they're good at they're good at reverse engineering things, but they're not necessarily good at designing them themselves. And they're happy with that. They're happy with doing what somebody else did and then reverse engineering and then redoing it in a different way. So I don't think that they were necessarily thinking, oh, 10 years down the road, we're going to have this artificial intelligence LLM that's going to be great and we're going to really need this information so we're going to have to build an app so we can plant it on people's phones so that we can figure out how people act and then we can take all that information. I, I don't think that that happened at all. Not at all. But I do think it's convenient. I think that they were just simply trying to steal people's information and yeah. utilize it in some way, whether I don't know if it was, you know. Right. I, in, in honestly, same, I don't know what they get I don't know what they get out of that information of what, fourteen year olds dancing? I don't know what they get out well, of it. Well, in the same way that in the same way that China's behind because of the way their communist countries set up uh, on innovation. I also have this theory that they need our data specifically. And I'm not saying this is why they started TikTok, but I think they're using it this way now because if you think about it, what how do you get a realistic human data out of people who are so controlled that they have to have their phone on them when they walk out of their apartment or an alarm goes off and they have to go back and get it because they're tracked that way. There's there's drones flying around with signs with QR codes. Like these are real things happening in China. Drones fly around with QR codes. People have to scan the QR code to let them know when they're entering certain yeah. areas. Well, yeah, it's like, like it's that... They- it's like it, when they do the approval polls in North Korea. Yeah, yeah you know? exactly. But I'm saying it's that 100%. Contr- <laughs> yeah, it's, so it's that controlled. So like if you were trying to get AI to act like a human mm-hmm. based off of Chinese citizens who are definitely not acting like themselves, no, I definitely they're agree terrified. That it would be smarter for them to utilize for sure. people who are not under the regime in order yeah. to understand how people might act when they're, they don't feel like they're being watched every second while they're online, even though we all are, whether yeah. you live in China or not. Um. Yeah, I, I, I can I can see where you guys are coming from. I think that it again, I think it's a convenient tool that they've run into rather than, than yeah. planting. Um they planted it for other reasons, but I think that yeah, absolutely and and you see it all the time too. It, they're on they're on Twitter, like there's so many bots on Twitter <laughs> yeah. that are either Russian or Chinese bots that are so obvious. Um but they interact now pretty normally because they're using LLMs in order to write their content. Um you know, and they're, uh, most of them have MAGA in their name, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Notice that. <laughs> they all have cap- capital MAGA, right, in the middle of their name for some reason. This is like what they do. But 
when will yeah. they figure out that that maybe chatbots would work better with a profile picture? <laughs> and, and not and not an overwhelmingly like well normally they're the, like the Asian like three quarter angle down at the breasts. Yeah. Oh yeah, picture, that's true. Right? Those yeah. are those are yeah. Those are very popular. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a I've got an inbox full of Asian girls who <laughs> yeah. want my WhatsApp number. Yeah, so I'm, yeah. I'm apparently really popular. I Asia. do wonder. I do, I do wonder sometimes. It's like, what is the point of these bots? Like on just an innocuous comment between two people, and somebody comments and says, "If three three hundred thousand people send me a dollar, I'll be a." They'll they'll say like, "I'll be a millionaire," and it's like, "Well, you won't be." But, <laughs> no, you won't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but if 300,000 people like what is the point of that nobody not one person right is going to send them a dollar nobody's going to be like oh what's what's your but is there actually one is there one in a million that is going to reach out to them and be like what's your ethereum wallet so i can send you i a think dollar? so i think so i think that people want to feel like the proletariat can rise up you know and anyone could become a millionaire you know i think i think it i think it does responding in some comment thread that's unrelated on twitter about me no no not that way but i do think there's some dumb people it has to work right i mean that's the thing that gets to me too is like the the whatsapp thing has to work for somebody the the give me a dollar thing has to work for some or they wouldn't just keep running these that's what i don't understand is they must but at the same time i don't think that they do like i think it's maybe just always people trying it because they think it works Mm. You know what okay. I mean? There are people who will get a form letter, like an obvious form letter mm. with somebody, Dan Dillon, you know, from Dan Dillon. Thank you so much for reading not the bee and, and, right. and, and reading the Babylon bee. And people will, will say, you know, a, a grandmother will be like, Dan wrote me a nice personal note today. Yeah. And yeah. I get that all the time in my work. And I'm like, how do you, how are you 60, 70 years old and you don't know? You made it this far, yeah. Yeah, you made yeah. it this how, how How are you not able to separate out that this, isn't, this is a mass letter that went out? It's nothing personal to you. Mm. But I it, think those same people are the ones who are, who are going, oh, this person like genuinely reached out to me and I'm important and they need my help yeah. and they're alone in the city. The Nigerian, the Nigerian. Well, I was going to say, yeah. I feel a lot better about myself. Like maybe it was a mass letter, but it, I helped a Nigerian prince get back to his country. So Have you guys, you know. did you guys watch flight of the Concords? Did you no. guys watch that show? I know what oh. it is, but I've never watched it. Oh my gosh. It has this, it has an episode <laughs> about a guy who's, they think is scamming them, but it mm-hmm. turns out to be like an actual Nigerian, Nigerian prince. prince. Yeah. And it's a really, it's a hilarious episode. I mean, it's unbelievable. Um, how funny that show was, but that sounds great. <laughs> are you guys younger than me? How, how old? I mean, I'm 32. Okay. How I'm old are you? 28. Yes. You're younger than me. I mean, I'm, I didn't mean to offend by asking that question. <laughs> no. I just didn't, I didn't know. Um, Yes, you're younger than me. So, Flight of the Concords would have been a little bit. A little bit. Before, I think it was when I was in high school. Your, a little before your time. Yeah. I think it was when I was in high school. I had friends that were really into it. I just never watched it. I look older than I am, though, because of this. Do you? How, how old <laughs> are you? You made us answer. I'm 38. You're 38. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wait, Seth's older? People think, think people think I'm the older brother, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely thought that. Yeah, they think I'm. I guess people probably think I'm like 42 or 43, probably. Yeah. Normally. But you know, I'm a youngin. Child so of the eighties. <laughs> my sister, my <laughs> sister looks older than me too. It's just one of the like weird how that works out sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Abby, I did know that you were younger than me, by the way. <laughs> did you? 
I did. I don't know. I'm so <laughs> mature and like. <laughs> I didn't know about PJ. Look at him. He got his little beard thing and mustache. He's, okay, he's so doing the listen, chat meme. <laughs> listen, I'm trying to make the Chad meme thing happen. I'm just having yeah. to grow. I had the mutton chops going for a long time, so I had to grow the beard back out, and I'm trying to grow the mustache long enough to curl it. I'm not there yet, and I keep it's having to explain. Yeah, it's a little curled, but um, yeah. So I'm trying to to appease the fans on Twitter by uh, you know doing the Chad meme beer, but it just takes time. Yeah, so it's not there yet. So. Okay, so pulling back out on the AI thing, mm-hmm. my first question: I'm I'm he- hearing more and more stories about people who ask Chat GPT to summarize something. Some there was a lawyer, yeah, who is facing hallucinations. I know where you're going with this. Yeah, where it's supposed to be just summarizing, yeah. scraping, but it's just making stuff up about, out of thin air. It's done it to me personally when I've asked certain questions. Mm-hmm. And what what is that? What is going on with that? Well, like I said before, I mean, ultimately, artificial intelligence right now is not intelligent. It's deterministic. And mm-hmm. it is the way that LLMs work is that they predict uh, what the next best word to use is based upon what the previous words leading up to it were and what the prompt was, based upon a lot of information that it has to process very, very quickly. But it's deterministic. I mean, it, it there's quote-unquote chaos in it built into the system in the sense that it won't always choose. But you can change, actually, some of the settings when you use the API mm-hmm. backend with ChatGPT and actually make it less um, chaotic, quote-unquote, and more deterministic. Um, but basically what happens is that sometimes it predicts the wrong word and it will start a chain of predictions that are the wrong word and it will continue to go down that rabbit hole and it doesn't know how to stop itself. Um, and it's a, it's a, it's a really bad situation because it doesn't recognize when it's hallucinating. And that's, what's dangerous about it is you could say, you know, you can correct it and say, that's not true. And then it will be like, Oh, you're right. That wasn't true. But like, while it's happening, while it's spitting that out, like it doesn't ha- seem to have this way. And, and I'm not an AI engineer, so I'm not programming these things. So I don't know why, what the technical issue is there of why it's so hard for them to recognize hallucinations. But apparently it is a very b- big technical problem. Huh. Um, because, the, because the entire algorithm <laughs> that was used in order to think that the next word that it was going to say is the best word to say, it, doesn't, it, it has to have an ego so there's an ego built into it. And if the ego is too strong, then it will hallucinate. And that's what's happening is it thinks it's right. It thinks you're wrong and it's right. And it's saying the right things. And so there's this, there's actually like, they actually use the terms, the id, the ego. I don't, I don't yeah. know if they use super ego, but they actually use those terms when they're talking about like programming these things. Mm. And, um, and they have to fine tune it. And even Tesla, even their full self-driving models, they, they have an ego. And, and if your ego is too small, then it makes the wrong decisions because it's too conservative. And if the ego is too big, it gets dangerous because it will go out and, and try to go around people while there's another car coming and all this other stuff. So there's like these balances of these actual like uh, characteristics that we actually think about in ourselves. Um, and that's what happens. But I don't know. I don't know because I haven't really studied exactly what the engineering problem is behind hallucinations, but they're really serious problems. But what's actually ended up happening is... Um, I've noticed this, and OpenAI has not publicly said anything about this, but I'm using artificial intelligence a lot in building some different apps that I'm working on, either just personally or, or even stuff that we do that's really silly for the bee, like, like headline generators and stuff like that that use artificial intelligence. And ChatGPT has really, really, really pulled the ego back. And so you, you're ending up now with 
a lot, like even that sermon that if it was written with ChatGPT now, it would have been very different than if it was written with ChatGPT three months ago. There's no personality anymore. They made mm. them basically just like chat. They made <clears throat> ChatGPT much more just like a chatbot. It does a lot less hallucinating, hallucinating because of that, because its ego is lower. But also, it's like tell me the story and make it funny. It, it doesn't. It doesn't even try anymore. Really, like it doesn't know how to go outside of its comfort zone anymore. And they've done that not visibly. They haven't done any change logs. They haven't said we've pulled this back. But as a person who works with it every single day, right. it's very obvious. I don't even use ChatGPT that much anymore, except purely for like coding, like stuff mm. that's purely purely deterministic, logical stuff, ChatGPT is really good for. Mm. But the stuff I was messing around with before with writing and creative writing, it doesn't do well at anymore. And it's not a long-term problem. Eventually, I'm sure they'll solve the hallucination problem and then it will just be able to go back to how it was. But I do think that the reason that it's gotten worse, quote-unquote, is because of those problems that you've been experiencing. They're trying to pull the They're trying to pull the ego back a little bit and make it hallucinate less because, yeah, you you can't believe anything ChatGPT tells you. The other problem is I'm sorry to be long winded about this, but the other no, problem don't is that, we? Um, ChatGPT is not connected to the internet and it's purposeful. Um, the the data set that it was trained on ended in September of 2021, um, and the way that it, the way that it works is that it's self contained and and there's there's a, a couple of different reasons for that. Number one, you have to have a finite set of information in order to create a model that you know is good because you tell it what data you want it to study and it studies that data. It knows that data. It can regurgitate that data all, you know, all day long, but new data that comes in needs to be cleansed before it gets to it in different ways, either in formatting or in validity or God forbid, I use the word misinformation, disinformation, you know, false information. Let's just call it false information. You don't want to feed it to it. So they've been they've been very guarded about opening it up to the internet. But then, you know, then you you end up with like um Bard is coming out and it's supposed to be connected to the internet and all this other stuff, so it's better. But the problem is here's here's a scenario that's really scary that open AI is trying to avoid. And one of the reasons why they've dumbed it down even more and don't want it connected to the internet. And it wouldn't hallucinate so much, by the way, if it was connected to the internet, because if it was connected to the internet, it could actually find the information it needed. But when you ask it to quote a Supreme Court case about something that's happened in the last two years, it will just come up with what it thinks the Supreme Court case would have been rather than looking for it on the internet because it can't go to the internet, right? Um, So so here's a scenario that's kind of crazy, but like say somebody – Say somebody asks ChatGPT to write an article for them or give them information about a Supreme Court case, and somebody writes, then somebody at the New York Times actually takes that information and publishes it. In a world where LLMs are all connected to the internet, well, then all those LLMs will conti- consider CNN to be a reputable source, right? And so all of them will now connect to that article and they'll all quote that as reputable information. And it's cyclic. Yeah, it's cyclic and it actually builds on itself and it becomes the self enforcing thing where the worldview. Of of all of all of our knowledge is eventually going to be dominated by this. Honestly, it could just simply be completely hallucinated information, and we don't know because we're not present at any of these events that we read about on Wikipedia or anywhere. Yeah. These events could become completely hallucinated, so it's really dangerous to connect it to the internet. But at the same time, if you don't connect it to the internet, then it hallucinates and it doesn't know what's going on. So it's like this like catch-22 that we're stuck in currently wow. where I don't think that anybody really knows the right answer of, of, of what the right thing to do is. Does, mm. Do you think AI is something to be afraid of? And if so, why? And if not, why? 
I don't, I think if you're not afraid of it, then you're, then you're not very intelligent. Um, I think that there's a lot. Sorry, Abby, if you were, if you're, if you weren't afraid of artificial intelligence, then you should be. Is that the Yoda quote? You should be. Um, yeah. You will uh, be. It's the Yoda quote. Will, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You will be. Um, you Let should, my nerd flag you fly there be, for a second. Yeah. Um, I almost got it. Um, yeah. But uh, yes, it's absolutely something that you can be afraid of, that you should be afraid of because of how convincing it is mm-hmm. and how hard it is to differentiate between real and fake. Mid-journey is so good that you can hardly tell the difference between a headshot generated on mid-journey and like a professional photographer, <laughs> um, even for real people sometimes. Like yeah. it's tough. Like you have to double, you know, that Pope thing that went yes. viral with him wearing that jacket. It was really tough to tell that that wasn't real. Yeah. It, it confirmed it was like well, from what everything I know about the Pope, it just confirmed biases. Like uh, the Pope would totally wear a weird oh, coat yeah, like he's, that. He's a cool Pope. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to cut you off. Here. No, no, it's fine. <clears throat> I was going to ask you the other concern I think people have with AI that we're seeing a lot of right now is, you know, how much human control is going behind answers because we'll see things like, Hey, give me a, give me a poem about Biden. And it's like these yeah. glowing things about Biden. And then give me a poem about Trump. And it's like, Oh, I can't do that. He's this hateful, <laughs> awful, terrible human being and you should hate him. And he's awful and terrible. Yeah. And it's really weird. Cause that's not an answer that would be generated based on data sets that would be generated based on being connected to the internet is it, it is, has to be controlled by humans that are like, do not yeah. ever say anything nice about X and say this and put out the, and then, and then there's think, people yeah. putting out disinformation through chatbots, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to give anybody in Silicon Valley the benefit of the doubt because I don't think that yeah. they deserve it. <laughs> but at the same time, I think that, I think that it's, it's, it is a tough line to walk. Yeah. Um, they are a private company that has the right, to disseminate information that they want to, right? First of all, you know, whether that's right, wrong, with artificial intelligence, where it's yet to be seen exactly where the laws are going to lie with, with that. But really what the world needs is open source artificial intelligence, which is what, ironically, open AI was supposed to be. And that's when Elon was involved at the beginning. It was supposed to be an open yeah. source artificial intelligence project, and it wasn't supposed to do any of this nonsense that closed source private companies are going to get involved in. But eventually there will be an open source LLM that's far more powerful than ChatGPT is um, that you'll be able to utilize. Now, I say you'll be able to utilize it, but honestly, I think that that's probably the first thing that the government will try to shut down. Um, If there's a truth-telling bot out there, then it'll become very evident that the conservative viewpoints are actually the correct ones. Um, And that's not what the narrative is. So I think that there's going to be a big fight over whether or not there is going to be allowed to exist an open source AI model because they can't control open source AI models. And again, ironically, all the conspiracy, it will, it will find that all the conspiracy theories are actually fact. And that, you know, unfortunately, and I'm not saying this in any way, shape or form, but like biases that we have are based in reality. A lot Mm -hmm. of them. And those, some of those are not great biases, um, but you know, there's 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 reasons. You know, you see, there's a lot of there's a lot of accounts on Twitter right now that are that used to be banned that for posting factual information, um, and and those are the types of studies that will 
you know, that those artificial intelligence bots will be allowed to look at. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, um, you know, like when we, when we talk about mass shooters and, you know, what their beliefs are and all these other things and the media narrative based around it and then the reality of it. Um, wasn't there a story about a, an a AI getting a hold of the FBI data records and becoming like a racist or something like that? I, I don't know. We, we did cover one really yeah. funny um, article. It, oh, it, sorry, is go tough. Ahead. it is really tough though. I mean, it's like, yeah. what are you supposed to do? If, if all of a sudden you and a, and a, a pretty small company yeah. owned this bot that became the most sensationally successful bot chat, Thing in the history of the world, even more successful than Google when it launched, and everybody is now going to you looking for information. And if they ask specific questions, it does give very, you know, like disheartening answers to certain groups mm-hmm. of people or whatever, or what would consider be considered even amongst even amongst people who are conservative, what might be considered to be very uh, biased answers, just because it's based purely on fact. I mean, it's tough. It is tough to, it it is tough to put yourself in their shoes and say, well, what are we supposed to do if somebody asks for us to write, you know, like you wouldn't, would you be okay with, I personally would, I don't care about this stuff. Again, I don't care about somebody calling me sis. I don't care about that. If, if somebody could say, write a, like write a song, write a poem or a sonnet praising Hitler, right? We can always go to Hitler as like the ultimate example of like, should this be allowed? Mm-hmm. If you owned OpenAI, would you allow that to happen? Would you let people do that? Because because OpenAI's computers are technically the ones that are writing it, right? They're the ones right. that are like saying it. Would you want your computers doing that? Well, I think it. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, Abby. It's it's like you can't put the genie back in the bottle. But like, I don't want any of this, right? I don't. I don't. I don't yeah. want AI. Period. I want to rewind six months and I don't want to be like just somebody who's constantly saying, Oh, this new technology is, is the devil, but it really, AI just seems so different from. Well, like in what we do, right? Like if you just talk about like, Hey, this thing happened and this thing happened and here's just straight facts, right? Like so much of what we talk about would be incredibly black, incredibly black pilling. And that's something we are very intentional about not doing with what, with our show, but that's because we have, our faith, right? That's because we have something, something that a, a AI chatbot will never have. Mm-hmm. And I think that you're right when you're talking about like FBI data statistics, it could come out to be this way. If you're talking about like this fact or this fact and just putting it forward in front of people in this way, like there's no interpretation and there's no message. There's no like human input in that way that I think people actually need. And I, I, I don't know, uh, maybe I'm not wording this right, but it's, it is concerning in that way too, because it's, if we live in a world that is just strictly fact based, right? Like, and that's all that people care about. I think that that's kind of a depressing world too. Yeah. I I don't disagree with you. And to go back to Abby's kind of initial question about whether or not I'm scared of AI or we should be scared of AI. I, I definitely think that you should be. I don't necessarily think that it's, the reason it's not the Terminator reason right now. I, I think that eventually there really will be military bots that are controlled using artificial intelligence that are utilized in order to keep people in their place, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do actually think that that will one day happen. Um, whether it happens in the United States or not, I don't know, but it will happen definitely in China. I mean, mm-hmm. the second that it can happen, it will in China. Um, and, and but really, honestly, I think that artificial intelligence is a is a massive 
weaponization opportunity for the federal government and the media to to further solidify their propaganda machine. Yeah. Um, and the more they can keep it private, the more they can control it because they're not allowed to, you know, control things otherwise. Uh, technically, they're not supposed to be controlling private corporations either, but they actually know how to do it as they've as been proven, and they're able to do it. The, the they're Twitter able to do files, it without right? enough of a paper trail, right? Um, yeah. In order to, they like they like the fact that these are private companies. They like it because the private companies can hide behind their their own protection from you know, having to assert people's first amendment rights and stuff like that, that the government can't. Right. And that's Um, what we saw in the Twitter files, right? Is, Oh, it's a private company. They can do whatever they want, but yet, Oh, turns out CIA and FBI was telling them exactly who to ban and what to do. And it it was never a private company. Yeah. 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 The the, the social media platforms in the United States are absolutely just a propaganda wing of the Mm -hmm. the federal government. They really are. I mean, it's very obvious that they are again, where there's smoke, there's fire and there's a lot of smoke. And it's yeah. true. It's not a conspiracy theory. They are being used by the U.S. government to 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 create a certain narrative and a certain message without any accountability, because the government was never George Washington was never able to envision in his mind social media platforms and how they might be able to use Section Two Hundred and Thirty in order to protect themselves, and then how the and how the federal government would be able to effectively you know, coerce those, those companies into doing their bidding. Like, it's just like, it's, it's, it is Orwellian and it's, but it's actually what's happening within our country. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think we are at time, but um, thank you so much for coming on, Dan. Is there any final word you'd like to leave our audience with? <laughs> one word. Uh, just just one. one. Yeah. Just one. <laughs> subscribe. <laughs> <You> subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, I, I, I really appreciate that was, the time. That was more than one word. So yeah. I'm just going to have to cut you. No, go ahead. I really appreciate the time. I really, I enjoyed the conversation. Honestly, I'd like to have another one. Um, yeah. I don't even know that we even got into some of the things that we were talking about, even discussing just cause we, yeah. we kind of stuck on the conspiracy theory stuff, you know, but I guess that makes sense. It's on, uh, <laughs> on yeah, topic we have to, to the show. We have to pretend like we're giving our audience conspiracy theories. Right. Yeah. I gotcha. Well, thank you guys. <laughs> yes. Thank yeah, you. thank you for coming on. It was very fun. We'd love to to talk with you more. Do you have like 10 minutes maybe to stick around see if the audience has any questions over on Rumble and stuff like that? Sure. Okay, cool. So we'll head over to that. So if you guys are listening to this later and you want to hear that section or whatever, you can come over to conspiracypill.locals.com and then we put up the whole... It's free on there, but you can also subscribe and get our uh, bonus unhinged content. Tomorrow we're going to be talking uh, stuff live on Rockfin. It's going to be going on to locals the next day. We have a five-star review on a read really quick before we uh, leave this section from conservative uh, Bama dad it says great podcast. The show gives a great mixture of analysis of current events, scripture books, uh, the book of Enoch, everything else in history and how it all relates. So thank you so much for that. If you guys send us five-star reviews, we will read them on the show. So please do that. Um, and yeah, do you have anything final to say, Abby? Oh, you guys got to come out? over to- Come over to Rumble. That's where it's at. If you want to ask questions, come over to Rumble and we'll see you later. All right. See you guys next week. <laughs>